Welcome to or back to Holistically You podcast. This is a holistic destination that covers topics specifically for you. We talk all things nutrition, performance-based mindsets, mental health recovery, food, athletics, and basically everything you need to become the holer version of yourself. I'm your host, Sam, a Division I distance runner and future dietitian here to take you along my journey and to help you with yours. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the weekly episode. Heyo! Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. I started recording this and I realized my microphone was not plugged into my computer. So, take two. Here we are. Another week of Holistically You podcast. If this is your first episode, welcome. We have a new intro now and I'm excited. I've been working on it all morning. And so it's like not quite 2022 yet, not quite the start of season two, the official second year the podcast has been around, but it's a good transition. It's a good, let's end the year on a good note. Let's roll into the new one. And I'm feeling good about it. Feeling good. Getting more comfortable here. We're settling into our own. So thank you for bearing, first of all, thank you for bearing with me through this year. I don't think this is going to be the last episode of the year, but I just do want to take a moment to realize like the growth that we have had, the ebbs and flows of going on for a couple weeks and then taking a couple weeks off and then going back on a couple weeks and then taking a few weeks off. I mean, thank you for bearing with me and for all the sweet, sweet messages that you've said and shared and shared your favorite episode with me and everything like that. I thank you truly from the bottom of my heart. So, you know, just a little side note there. But that being said, we're in a new week and I did touch on the Food Friday episode, the little brief episode, that it was a little weird week last week. I just kind of fell off. I said that I was going to go off TikTok for like 48 hours. That has still continued. It has turned now into a barrier that <laughs> that I've kind of faced and I have yet to open the app. I don't know why I'm making it out to be so much scarier in my head than it needs to be, but... I am pretty good at going cold turkey on things. Like, if I want to avoid something, I totally will. Like, I will not open the app. I have no trouble just not, straight up not opening it. I can't delete it because all my drafts are in there. And I'll open the app and I'll literally avoid looking at the notifications. I will, like, I will just, I will straight up avoid it. I don't know why. I have, like, an avoidant type personality, I think, sometimes. But... Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get back on today. It's Sunday when I'm saying this, so gotta get back to it. I can't avoid things. I can't be afraid of a little tiny app. I can't be afraid of Instagram. I can't be afraid of social media. This is what I love to do. So I need to get back on. I took a big a little break. It was kind of needed. I've spent the weekend alone because everyone's gone for Christmas, but honestly, I had a great time with it this weekend. I, yesterday, I had, like, Gilmore Girls playing on the background of the TV, like, in the apartment the whole day, basically, and it was just so relaxing, and I was, like, cooking things. I did a long run. It was pouring rain. 
I procrastinated it so much because I was enjoying my morning. Literally, okay, the ideal morning for me was yesterday morning. The pinnacle of relaxing, amazing morning routines was yesterday. And I woke up, I woke up around 7, which is so ideal for me. I love waking up around that time a little bit early, but I still get to wake up when it's starting to get light out. Um, It's not too dark in the winter at least. So I woke up around 7. I brewed some coffee. I have this Pete's Holiday Blend that I'm using right now in the coffee pot. It's so good. I was brewing that up. I made some oatmeal. I had this almost empty almond butter jar. It was like Trader Joe's almond butter. So freaking good. So good. But it was almost empty. It was like just basically like scraps around the side, I guess you could say. And I poured the oatmeal into that. I closed the lid. I let it like warm up and like melt in there kind of. And I just worked on podcast stuff and my website and I edited some photos for Instagram and I was working on the new intro a little bit, uh, brainstorming ideas. Gilmore Girls was on in the background. I had some coffee, some oatmeal, some water. I had the electrolytes. I mean, I had a whole setup and it was so freaking nice. I just, I felt productive, but I felt relaxed. And that's what I love to do. I'm such a morning person. I just, ever since I was working at the hospital and it started at like, my shift started at like 7 a.m. And I was getting up at 5 a.m. to go run. And then I would just rush. I would just shower, grab breakfast on the go, like run to the hospital basically because I walked there. It was like a seven minute walk. And I, that is so not ideal for me. I just, I hated it. I really, to be honest, I hated it. And I just didn't feel like I I started on a grounding note. Right when I got to the hospital, I just start work. You know, I couldn't just sit there and drink coffee and make a to-do list. I was basically like, go, 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 do movements, like all this stuff and do hospital work or whatever. So that was so ideal. This These past few weeks have been really ideal for me. My second rotation at the sports place By the way, if this is your first episode, I'm a dietetic intern. I forgot to mention that. So you're probably lost about what I'm saying. I study dietetics. I'm in an internship right now, not in classes, but I'm still competing. Yada, yada, yada. Anyways, my second rotation was a sports nutrition place and that started at nine. And that was much more ideal for me because I could still wake up early and do stuff, but I got to relax a little bit more. Nonetheless, yesterday morning was bliss. It was pure bliss. And I was procrastinating my run a little bit and so I was running in the pouring rain ran a route that was like an out and back and the way out it was like negative elevation running downhill running with the wind and you know what that means on the way back it was all uphill into the wind into the pouring rain and I had airpods in and my phone And I was in shorts and a t-shirt. Don't even ask me why. Don't even. I. I. I don't know. And it was like 2 p.m. Which was not ideal. But um, it got done. I babysat last night way too late. But it's okay. You got to make that money somehow. You know. You know. You feel me. And here we are on Sunday. And I've just had a nice day today. I am ready to talk to some humans though. My one roommate is coming back tonight and I'm excited about that. And we're rolling into Christmas week and I'm so freaking excited. 
Except I have to get all of my gifts tonight or tomorrow. So I've been making a list of what I need to, to check off and what I need to get. I am a procrastinator as much as I hate to admit it. I procrastinate. I am like a perfectionist and I know that's a side effect. I, d I don't even know. Do you call it a side effect? Do you call it a, a personality trait? of one is just procrastinating because you want to do everything like to the best of your ability and I work well under pressure and everything like that but god sometimes do I does it piss me off I am like why didn't I get this like a month ago but also I'm babysitting out the wazoo right now so I finally can I finally have the ability to buy gifts right now so need to go do that if you're a holiday shopper procrastinator I feel you and I'm with you because that's me sometimes. Actually, that's been me every year for as long as I can remember. So we're keeping up with tradition. I'm, I'm staying on brand. So yeah, that's that's basically a week recap. I, I said a little on Food Friday. We had two episodes last week. It was such a special treat and I had fun with the other one. The other, the next one is going to be on New Year's Eve, I think. I don't think I'll do one this week just with being home for Christmas and everything like that. I'll probably stick to bi-weekly episodes for those and so those will be a fun little fun little occasional treat and I like doing more of like the nutrition focus one because I think I'm so like holistic right that's the whole brand it's a whole holistically you holistically Sam but not everything is gonna be all woo-woo on here it's just meaning like when I say holistic, I'm just meaning the whole person, the whole essence, getting to the root of some issues, getting to the core of why you feel the way you do, getting to the core of why you have barriers with what you eat or what you look like or how you're performing. And so I love to get deep into these, you know, Tuesday episodes and kind of break down, getting to kind of some of the root of your issues and any problem that you're having in regard to performance or athletics or food or you know anything like that so Friday keeps it a little more casual and I love nutrition I'm a nerd about nutrition obviously and so it allows me to kind of get specific on that but these Tuesday ones are going to stay the same length about um, as they have been and we're just going to get into various topics because I don't limit myself to what I can talk about we kind of say it all here. If you haven't listened to some episodes, we say it all. We get into all of it. So I call it like it is. I say it how it is. If you don't like it, don't listen. That's my motto on that. But yeah, thank you for being here. Today, we're getting into a kind of competition breakdown. Who are you competing against? You know? And this can be said for sports, it can be said for work, it can be said for food and looks because competition seeps into like every area of our lives, I think. It can sometimes make you better, but it can also sometimes be the ultimate thing that can destroy you. And so I kind of want to get into like why we compete and the benefits of it, but also the downfalls of it. And saying the good things about it and the healthy competition and then seeping in and getting into that unhealthy competition with ourselves, with others, women against women. And I do want to give a little disclaimer that it is my narrative that I'm going to be talking about. It's from my perspective. I am a female in this 
in this world that we live in. And, you know, I think that you could take it however perspective, male, female, whatever, that you want and that fits best with you. But I'm going to share it from my point of view as a female who is attracted to men. So that's just my perspective. You can say it, you can think about it, however fits your own personal narrative. But I just wanted to get into competition in that way and give a little disclaimer because we are going to be talking about women versus women and, you know, competing for men or, you know, all of that. So let's just kind of get into the topic, shall we? Okay, maybe this is just me, but for as long as I can can remember, competition has honestly just been girls versus girls, like me versus another girl. And I think about this in a lot of aspects. Obviously, we're brought up and rarely we play co-ed sports. I mean, I did for a little bit with soccer and yeah, I was really competitive with the boys or whatever. But I think like in society, we compete with other girls and now in sports, I mean, you just basically compete against other girls if you're a girl now. I'm just running against other females. I'm just in a field that is predominantly women. So I'm competing school, you know, mostly against other women. And it's not really our fault. I mean, that's just how things are set up, right? Like, just like versus like and everything like that. But honestly, like, I've I've always felt like competition and and some tension between girls and like when you go out and how you dress like and competing for other boys attention and it's just like how like society kind of shapes us and and brings us up and I just like I really noticed it the other day when we were talking me and my friends were talking about going to the uc bama game which is on new year's eve it's the cotton bowl game i'm super excited i have a ticket and we're going we're supporting the cats but you know the com the conversation came up about like outfits and uc is very like a very chill university like i just feel so at home here not it's not really a judgmental environment you know people kind of just do whatever it's a really progressive city and so there's a lot of acceptance and it's just like what you wear to the game is like ripped jeans maybe or leggings and a crop top or you know a uc sweatshirt or sometimes we wear a varsity jacket it's like it's very casual and i do my makeup really nice and i straighten my hair or whatever sometimes but it's really like i don't dress to the nines that's just like not how it is here like you don't feel the pressure to dress up and anyways we were talking about outfits and and we were kind of saying like oh my god like we have to compete with these bama girls like they're gonna be wearing dresses like they're gonna be dressed to the nines like and we cannot be made fun of and that's what we were, we were kind of joking. I was like, oh my god, I'm going to get ripped to shreds by these girls and their looks. Like, they're going to look at us and be like, what piece of trash are you, like, are you wearing? And we're just projecting that on, you know, we're projecting that narrative onto ourselves or whatever, we're laughing about it. But it's true. I mean, I didn't think about it that deeply until that moment. And I'm like, 
it's funny how we leave the house and we're not even worried like sometimes i'm not even worried about like what guys will think of me i think like about the other women around me and i'm like they're gonna be judging me like they're gonna think that i look stupid or you know whatever or i want to look nicer than whoever and ultimately yeah maybe it is for a, a male's attention but i think about it in that way like I'm really worried about what the other girls in the room think of me. And it's so funny. And it's been that way in sports for me too. I mean, playing time. And there was a time in my childhood, in my high school career, where I was competing with other girls to be friends with the coach even. Like, if you had a female coach or, you know, whatever, it was more of like, other girls were inviting them over for dinner and I had to compete for the playing time just on my personality and it's always been that way and in in my experience like when the element of competition comes in things can get pretty dangerous and and I don't think it's our fault I I think that our mothers were brought up this way and our mother's mothers it's like a genetic biological thing need for for humans to compete for like a mate or to compete for status or or whatever i think it's like ingrained in us but i think it can get pretty unhealthy in sport and also with our relationship with food and our our looks and our our sense of self-worth and i just honestly i was so over it with soccer and ultimately that was that was the reason why i quit and not really because I was so focused on track and I had such a passion for it and I wanted to let soccer kind of drift away it wasn't my full-on passion but I think that's why I was so like not torn up about letting it go because it was it just turned into this political game of being you know peppier at practice some days versus the other girls or you know doing more outs I don't know it was just such like a personality it was so objective rather than subjective and or did I say that right it was it was so subjective rather than objective I think that's what I mean it's like track it's like your times if you're not the fastest one out there like that's it it's it's pretty self-explanatory it's pretty much you run the time or you don't how I made it to college I either ran the time that my coach wanted or I didn't and I didn't get a spot on the team if I didn't and that's how I got on the team is like yeah I ran the time that she wanted there we go. Easy enough. And I think about that sometimes on, it's a pretty healthy way to look at competition. It's pretty clear cut, but that is when the problem arises of like competing in practice, right? Because you want to be brought to the meets. And so then practice can ultimately turn into this really cutthroat, who's going to win the rep, who's going to do this. And that's a slippery slope in college especially I mean I remember my worst years in track like the most stressful for were the years that I showed up to practice which is there was so much tension and I was like oh my god if I don't win this rep like I will not be going to the meet this is all over I'll have to sit at home this weekend while my friends are in Texas like running and I don't know it it was a really internal thing sometimes. Like, I, I made it out to be that way. But also, it can be the team culture, too. My first year, it was never like that. I just, I kind of wanted to just run, and it was just pure adrenaline. Like, I just wanted to do well for the satisfaction of my coach and myself and everything. But there were some years where just 
different tensions would arise. And that's really the important part about looking at the team and meeting the team before you walk on or before before you get recruited there or before you commit because the team culture is everything. I mean, you don't want to be competing with these girls who are supposed to be your best friends. And sports has become more of a healthier thing when I when I kind of switch away from that mindset and I don't show up to practice thinking like, oh, all these girls are out to beat me right now and that they're trying to crush me or they're trying to win the spot over me. It's like more of like a it can be a self-assurance thing too. Like the less self-assured you are and the less confident you are in yourself, you're going to think everyone's out to get you and you're going to think that you need to compete with all these other people. So I kind of correlate it to my security over the years. The years that I was the most insecure were the years that I, I really just turned to be like, it's me versus them, it's them versus me, rather than it's just me versus me. It's just me versus myself at the end of the day. If I hit the time that she wants, that's up to me. You know, that's in my power to do. If I want to go a little faster and push myself, sure, I'll do that. If I want to go a little bit slower today, I'm not feeling good. You know what? The, the next day I show up and, I, and I'm the better version of myself. And so, you know, I think in sport, we can just kind of reflect on it. Like, how do you present yourself at practice? How do you show up on the start line, on the field, right before the whistle blows? Like, whatever. Like, how's your mindset? Who are you ultimately competing against? Is it your teammates? Is it for just the playing spot? Or is it against yourself? Like, is it for the betterment of you as an athlete as a whole? And the mindset that we can look at it's a really, like, it may seem really redundant and really stupid. Like, duh, sports are about competition. Like, yeah, I'm competing with other people, you idiot. Like, you know, like, you could be sitting there thinking, like, that's what it's all about. It's literally the element of competition. But it's all about the reason behind your mindset, right? Getting to the core issue. Like, is it a toxic competition or is it a really healthy competition? Are you looking to be the best because you want to beat everyone around you? Or are you looking to be the best because that's what you came here to do? And again, it kind of is like a gray area. It's like a wishy-washy subject, I think. But if you really look, if I really like scale back and think about the days where I'm my healthiest self and my not healthiest self, it's like there's a, there's a huge difference to how I show up on the line. In the beginning of the season... I was showing up and I just wanted to, I just wanted to get into like the top five spot and score. And so my mindset was on like beating other people, but also, yes, moving up on my team. And as the the season went on, I got more and more secure with my fitness and I got more and more sure of where I was at as an athlete and that I was doing the little things outside of practice and I was doing the things in practice that I needed to do. And by the end of the season, I just wanted to show up and I wanted to PR so bad. I just wanted a new time and whatever I did that day, if I, if I was a little bit better than the last meet, I was content with that. Because it was about progress to me. It was about progressing as an athlete. It was about being better than I was freshman year. I wanted to fucking kick that that freshman year time that has been in the back of my mind for five years now. I wanted to kick it to the curb. I was so fucking over it. I was so over it. I was like, this time is holding me back from knowing that you can be faster 
when you're not your ultimate thinnest, you know, and freshman year is like probably the thinnest I've ever been in my life. And having my college PR from that year is just so freaking detrimental because it is like waves over my head. Like, look, this is where you were the littlest and this is where you were the fastest in cross country. And I just wanted to like beat it. I was like, no, screw that. I'm faster now, more secure now. Like I'm stronger athlete in body and mind. And that's kind of the the narrative that I switched. And then I got a 30 second PR in my last ever race, you know? So it was less about like the other people around me and, and it was less about like my size versus my size. And it was more just like, just show up and be the best version of yourself that you can be. Just show up and know that you put in the work and that you're going to be better for it. And the competition really got healthier for me. And it, it was like a motivating factor, but not like a, if someone were to pass me, I would completely fall apart. Because I've done that before in a race. It's like one of my teammates passes me and I shut down, shut down. And I know other people experience this too. I mean, I've talked with many of you and and many of my like friends or old teammates or something like that. It's like, there's such a pressure to beat everyone around you. And when you think you should be in the spot and all of a sudden you're not, all of a sudden someone's having a good day when you're having a pretty mediocre day, it shouldn't be to your downfall, you know? It's like comparing everyone's chapters, like, you know, the, the cliche saying, like, would you compla- compare your chapter one to someone's chapter five? Like, that's basic. I mean, it's stupid. It's cliche. It's redundant. But, like, it's true. We all are different on different chapters. We're all on different pages in our book of life. God, look at me being so metaphorical. But seriously, like, someone's race day could be their breakthrough day it could be their pinnacle climax chapter or whatever and it could just be your build-up chapter the lead up to the climax i'm like pulling out all the english vocabulary i don't know how that came to my brain but it did you know but you know what i'm saying like i just think that comparing yourself to other people and competing like putting this huge pressure to compete with other people on on a given day is just it doesn't do you any good and I'm a pretty competitive athlete like that is in my blood I'm a competitive person I think competition helps me to be a little bit better I mean competition everything like I see Instagram accounts like booming and I'm like "Mm," like I love what they're doing but I could do it a little bit more like this way or I listen to other podcasts and I I love what they do, but also I'm like, okay, maybe I can up mine a little bit more in this way because I like that. But obviously I bring a different element to it, you know, like editing, stuff like that. Like I think competition is pretty healthy for me sometimes, most of the time. I can use it to my benefit is what I'm saying. And everyone can, I think. That's how, you know, businesses compete. Like they put a Wendy's and a McDonald's across the, the way from each other. And it's it's a competition thing. It's how sales are driven up. It's, you know, it's a part of our everyday life. You can't avoid competition. You can't be so mellow, jello. Everything is fair. Everything is perfect. Euphoric or what do they call that? Utopia. No, that's not how the world works, you know? And so in sports, 
to show up on the line and be like, I hope everyone has the best day ever. Maybe you weren't meant for Division One athletics if you if that's your mindset. But like everything in life, there is a balance. There is the middle ground, that perfect harmony zone when you're competitive enough to do your best, but not at your own detriment. So I think sports is just like a great way to learn how to have a healthy relationship with competition. Every practice is an opportunity to better your mindset of just progressing yourself, staying true to your own fitness, staying true to your own level of playing, of where you are technically, like in your own journey. And every opportunity on the line or when the whistle blows is an opportunity to compete with that past version of yourself and and better yourself but also you know be a good teammate in the meantime because those two things go hand in hand you know bettering yourself and wanting to be the best version of yourself on that day but also being a good teammate and being there for the other people at the same time. I think that the five years of college have really, really shaped and molded my view on competition. And I think, I mean, every year is a year. I I had that whole deer running podcast, you know, and it was just like going year by year in my mindset in the sport. And some years are a step backwards and some years are two step forwards and and you're never gonna you know progress in a perfect linear fashion each year and each meet just doesn't work like that it's all about the progress overall rather than looking at it you know week by week day by day everything like that and so some years yeah my mindset with competition was not the healthiest and some years it has been and this year it's like progressing in the right direction and you have to be kind to yourself. It's normal to be comp- like it's normal to be competitive. It's normal to want to beat someone. Obviously, you want to win the race, right? You want to be first. You want to be first place. Everyone wants to to win a gold medal or whatever. It's all about how you get there. And I think the greatest athletes, the ones that I've talked to, the ones that I look up to, are ones that are just do the work. They are sure of themselves, they show up, and they compete to their ultimate best because that's the only thing that you can control. You can't control whether someone else has a really good day, has a day that they're totally not even expecting to have, or someone has a really shitty day. I I think of it this way, like the last indoor race I ever raced, because I'm starting a new indoor season now, my last one was in 2020. It was in March. And it was the mile final at my conference championship. I made the final for the first time ever. And I was so excited. And I was honestly the full first, the mile in indoor is eight laps to 200 meter track. And the first like four laps, I was in like fifth place. And that was really good. And I was feeling good. That was really good for me. And I was like, I am freaking... I am feeling fit. Like, I am feeling good. I remember my mindset was so not focused on the other people around me, but it was more so like, oh my gosh, like, I am feeling like everything is going to plan today, and I am going to do my best, and and whatever that is, is where I'm going to finish. And I had no doubt in my mind that I would score the top eight in track score. And it was so, when you're secure with yourself like that, 
it was so not about anybody else in the race, but it was about like me feeling good, passing this person, okay, moving up a little bit more, making a move. And then all of a sudden, someone fell in front of me. And I didn't react pretty quick. Like, it was in a matter of split seconds, like milliseconds. So it was pretty hard not to react. But I tripped over her head and I skidded to the floor and I just fell. And I was shocked. And I just got up and I sprinted my ass off for like the last 400 meters. And at that point, it was like, I couldn't control anything. It was just incontrollable. And whoever was in ninth place before I fell was probably, you know, thinking maybe they were having a bad day and they're like, I'm not top eight. I'm not scoring. Like, oh my God. Maybe they were freaking out. Maybe you're sitting in that place sometimes at a race where you're like, I, I don't know if I can score. Like, I don't know if I could do this. Like that, t- that toxic competition mindset comes in and then one thing happens, the girl in front of you falls, and all of a sudden you're an eighth. All of a sudden you're scoring. All I needed to do was get one point for the team that day. And I fell, and it, I couldn't control it. But it was like, it was just like such a reminder to me. It's like everyone shows up, and there's just so many different elements that are brought in on competition day. The craziest shit can happen. And if you are so focused on the other people around you and what everyone thinks of you, and beating this person and beating your teammate or whatever it really ruins the chance to let things happen and let yourself make the move and let yourself kind of take a breath and realize like you can do this and anything can happen someone could have like you know someone can run out of gas the last hundred meters and that's why you always have to just press and and push yourself and do everything in your own power to do whatever it is that you need to do. Focus on you. Focus on bettering yourself. Focus on your own race, your own playing time, your own whatever, you know? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that was like a good example. I really don't know how I narrated that story and if that made sense at all. But that was something like, that backs up like the whole like, you can't compare chapters. Like, what if that person in ninth place was like, so not expecting to score that day and then all of a sudden I like fell and she just moved up and it's like I didn't mean I was having a bad day just meant that a shitty thing happened to me and I couldn't really control that you know and I all I had to do was just get up and try my best to get back in a scoring position but it wasn't in the cards that day for me and that's something that I look back on and I get so pissed off. I'm like, oh my gosh, retaliation this season for sure. But, you know, it's like you can't control some things that happen on competition day. Some people have a great day. Some people have a bad day. Some people fall. Some people drop out. Some people, you know, you never know. You never know. And that is why you focus on your own level of athleticism on that given day. Because that's really all you can do. And... That was just kind of recapping it in sport, but that competition, like I said, it seeps into other areas of our life, and it's like, in sports, I think it's pretty easy control. It's it's pretty self-explanatory. You want to better yourself. You want to better be better than the other people around you, but there's so uh, many other areas of our lives that have competition elements as well. I mean, work. You're always competing for that promotion. 
And then sometimes that turns the workplace into like very toxic competition mindset type. And then school, you're competing against your classmates for the best grade in the class or for the, you know, whatever. And then it can even seep into like looks and how you dress. Like I said at the football game, like I was worried about looking my best against other people. And that can turn into a really slippery slope with trying to control things like what's on your plate and what's in your food and like your size and your size of clothes and body checking and numbers and weight and ah, my goodness. It's everywhere. It's competition. It's everywhere. But I just think that it's like back to that core question. Who are you competing against? In the workplace, yeah, maybe you're competing against someone else for a promotion, right? But it's like, what can you do to knock them out of the the running? Not really a lot without looking like a, a complete ass of yourself. You know, like I watched this one movie once. I think it's like The Gift or something. Anyways, then there's like this creepy guy who keeps dropping off a gift for this couple. And in the the meantime, the storyline, the male of the couple, he's like working for this promotion for his job. And he is actually not really a nice guy, they find out. But he, I really hope I'm not spoiling the episode or the movie if you, if you want to watch it, but it's been out for a while. But nonetheless, he does something like really detrimental to the other candidate that like completely knocks them out of the running. And I just like, I always remember that because it's like everyone finds out eventually. If you do something like totally retaliate against other people that you're competing against and you like knock them out of the running or knock them out of the way by doing something like other than just bettering yourself you know if you like tell on them or if you exploit them in some different way like that always comes back to freaking haunt you and then you look like the idiot and like that's what he he looked like a complete ass because like he was he made up some story about someone else and then he got the promotion of course because they thought this other guy was a really shitty employee and then he got the promotion taken away anyways because they were like you're a dick basically and excuse my profanity on that but i just think of that in like the workplace it's like what can you actually do honestly to take someone else on the running honestly you just show up and you're just the best employee that you can be and that's how a lot of things roll and that's easy to be said for the workplace and and for school especially it's not like you can just tell on your classmate and be like she was cheating like so basically she gets a zero and then that means I have the highest grade. Again, you're exploiting someone else. You're it doesn't look that great, you know? And what can you do? You study for your hardest your hardest possible self on the on the test, for the exam, for on the project you work your hardest. Yada yada yada. It always comes back to who are you competing against? At the end of the day, it should be with yourself. It should be with yourself in a very healthy mindset, mind you. Not to drive yourself up a wall and drive yourself insane just trying to be the best, but just showing up and and being the better student, the better employee that you can be. I don't know why every time I sit back in the microphone, all of a sudden I have a stuffy nose. It's what is what is with that? I always need like a drink of water. I always need to sneeze. I, I don't know what it is. I always sound nasally. Whatever. Besides the point. Back to the program. This would be like a perfect ad opportunity. 
which I'm open to all years. I'm open to that. But nonetheless, I think the most toxic competition that we can ultimately control at the end of the day is like looks because that when I think of that subject, that is touchy. That is tricky because it can literally be as simple as like looking at other people's plates at dinner and like being like, ugh, like she had this, like she ordered the salad. So I have to order the, the Brussels sprout beet broccoli kale salad with quinoa actually because that's healthier and and you know it could be it could be body checking it could be looking at other people i've seen that before and unfortunately 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 when you have an eating disorder that's a very common common trait and it's not like it's a vain thing it's not like you're controlling it it's like the the ed in your brain is so loud that you like constantly are are looking at other people and and body checking other people, making sure that you're the smallest in the room. And I hated that when I was like in the worst of it. It was like, I was always like looking at and overanalyzing other people, but not, not in a judgmental way towards them, but like, but more so a judgmental way against myself. It was like, oh, like she looks good in those jeans. Like, oh my God, like I don't like, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's so fucking, it's so complex, but that is, is a huge thing even without an eating disorder that I think women have a have a problem with like looking at each other up and down what the fuck is that I don't I hate that I hate it and I see it sometimes when I walk into the room and yes sometimes people are really struggling and they're just finding a way to to make themselves feel assured like oh no like I like the way I look or whatever like but when I walk into a room and someone looks me up and down oh oh my god that is just the worst right you just feel so attacked and feel so violated and it's the element of competition that brings that about it's the i want to look better than her like i need to look better than i you don't see me like looking up a guy like once over or guy well if a guy does that to me i that's disrespectful but you know when it comes from another girl you just automatically are on defense like ugh, like what did she think of me like why is she judging me you know and again this is from my narrative this is from a female straight female perspective so take it as a grain of salt whatever applies to your situation that's just how i view it uh and especially when boys are in the room i mean girls do that they you walk into the room and they do that mm, up down check and that's when competition becomes so fucking toxic and i honestly like there was a time where i really didn't think about that stuff growing up until i think we all have this moment growing up where like cue the awareness of how you're supposed to look cue the awareness of the societal pressures the societal like box that you're supposed to fit into because I think we all have this pinnacle moment where someone like where someone you overhear someone talk about weight and clothes and size and I don't know I grew up being an athlete I grew up like eating when I was hungry I would grow up coming from school and making a huge fucking snack before practice because I was so starving and like I don't really care we had like Captain Crunch you know I would eat cereal like I just, I didn't really care about, like, the health of the food. Or, like, I didn't really pay attention to numbers. And then at, 
lunch one day, I just remember here overhearing girls talk about like, ugh, like, well, that has way too many calories in it. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, people think about that? And like, I've always, if I am going to be honest, I, there was a time, like, even from when I was like six years old, I, there has been some body awareness that I think I've always had deep down. I mean, Eds don't come from just like overhearing a conversation like that and you automatically get one. There's definitely a genetic aspect to it. And I think I was predisposed to that, but that didn't help, you know, overhearing those conversations. I was like, shit, like people think about that. Like, am I eating too many calories? Like, and then the body talk would be like when we were changing for dances, like in middle school, like middle school dances, people would be like, oh, well, I'm a zero and I'm a size two. And then I was like, oh, so I have to fit in a size zero? Like, that's how we're all, we're all in agreement here. We all have to. Okay, cool. Um, don't know how that is going to go over, but I don't know. I just, there was a time where I really miss being carefree and so naive about it. There's something so blissful about the, the naiveness of just being who you are and coming as you are and coming in as the size you are and the shape you are and the, and the hunger level that you have. Cause some people are really hungry and, and some people are not. And again, it goes back to that different chapter thing and different pages like what if someone had a huge brunch with their family and this thought honestly always helps me when I think when I could start to compare my plate to other people's it's like what if Jenny over here had a huge brunch with her family and then she had a big lunch and like we're coming to dinner we're celebrating so-and-so's birthday she's not really hungry like, she had a huge breakfast, lunch, like, she had snacks, like, she's not really hungry. That's okay, she had, a, she had a, a lot to eat this morning, she nourished herself, she she showed up and she orders the side salad, because she's like, eh, I'm not really hungry. And before that I worked through all this deep shit, and b- before I kind of had the self-realization that everyone's showing up in a different spot, not everyone restricted their food intake like I did all day, you know, and I would get so pressed, like, oh my god, she's just ordering the side salad, like, they will literally think I'm a pig if I order the huge salmon with like a side of this and a side of this and, you know, the big dish, the dinner dish or whatever. And I would always compare myself to what people ordered and I always wanted to order the smallest thing or I wanted to compete and look like the tiniest and fit into this perfect mold. And it's like, what if Jenny had way more to eat and she's a lot of freaking hungry, but I'm starving because I restricted all day, you know? It's like everyone is showing up at different spots. And that's why it's so, it's so stupid to compare, like, honestly, and I'm not diminishing and I'm not like minimizing the issue like that you may be struggling with, like comparing your plate or comparing your size or whatever to other people, because obviously I struggle with it too. But it's like, just think of that sometimes. Like, that's what I would have to constantly remind myself, like, okay, what, you know what, even if she didn't have a lot to eat that day, I'm just going to tell myself that she did because it's easier that way. Like, I don't know. I cannot control her people's life. She's making the split second decision to do that. Whatever. It has no effect on me. And not really everyone is not always analyzing your plate. Not everyone is analyzing every move you make like as much as you think that they are. And that's why competition sometimes can be all in your head. You could be projecting all of these thoughts that other people have about you like onto you. And, you know, it, it's really not as big as a deal as your head makes it out to be like uh i 
went out to California Pizza Kitchen for one of my friend's birthdays once. And this is like when, that's probably like the one or first years I was really struggling. And I was getting so pressed about making a decision on the menu. And everyone was ordering pizzas because like, duh, California Pizza Kitchen. But I don't really eat dairy. And obviously I was like in a very healthy mindset. Like I was really getting into running and I was like, I cannot have pizza. Like, that was just the toxic mindset that I held at the time. And I wanted everyone else to, to be aware that I, you know, wasn't going to order that. And I was struggling to find out what would be the healthiest on the menu. And there, around the table, the orders go. Everyone's ordering. I'm panicking. I'm sitting there making a decision because I think that everyone is worried about, like, what I'm ordering. And everyone is listening and everyone is judging. And so then I'm like, you know, just come back to me. Like, I really don't know. Like, I had a freak out. And then I ordered, like, I think they have, like, say, I've well, I, I know they have salmon because that's what I ordered. I don't know why. I don't know if I should have trusted the salmon that they sold there, but whatever. That's what I ordered. And it took like 30 extra minutes. And I was so uber worried about like having this perfect dish that like everyone was finished with their meal. And like no one cared that I ordered that. Like they really didn't give a shit. They were here to celebrate a birthday, you know? And I was so worried. And all of a sudden then everyone's just like looking at me because I'm waiting on my goddamn food. They're already done. And I made it to be this huge deal that like now people aren't judging me because I, what I ordered, they're judging me because I'm like holding up the getting their bills, you know? And I just, it's just like competition can be so like, you can make it out to be so much worse than it is. And just like, the plate thing and the food thing, it's like not anything that you can really worry about, not anything you control. Everyone has different dietary preferences, everyone has different goals nutritionally, everyone has different goals athletically, and that is why you just need to focus on what you're doing because it doesn't matter and not everyone is judging you and even if they are, screw them. Like, you know, if you have to order a certain thing before your race, do it. Don't worry about what other people think. I have a set thing that I usually order before races or whatever. I have gotten more confident in that over the years. I used to be so ashamed about it. I used to be like so like everyone's judging me because, you know, we're at a pasta place and I'm ordering salmon and, you know, whatever. Do what you have to do. Same with the size of the clothes. I want you to get rid of that mindset. It's like... You overhear it when you're growing up and people are so concerned about the size and you're so concerned about looking at a certain way. It's not a competition. Like, it's seriously not. And if you're finding yourself always competing with the other people around you about, like, what size you wear, like, I don't even know how that started. Because beauty standards constantly change. Like, if you look at the fashion in the 50s or you look at the size of women in the 50s who are considered technically more beautiful... There was a period of time where it was like a more plump woman was more beautiful. If you look at the 1800s or whatever, the like people with a little bit more to them, obviously that was a status of wealth. Like they looked, they were nourished. They were a little bit overnourished because they they were wealthy. They could. It was a status thing. And now it's weird 
it's so weird to me that the status thing has shifted to like the now the high the women in the highest positions are like the thinnest and the most malnourished even though they have a, this abundance of wealth it's f it's really backwards to me and it's really confusing and it's hard to keep up with you know big boobs are in small boobs are in i don't fucking care i don't know it's hard to keep up with it's like the thing that i said the other week it's like in nutrition sometimes eggs are hot news and people hate them because cholesterol and then sometimes it's like a really big thing and it's like no actually eggs are full of b12 and they're actually really good for you and healthy fats it's like it changes every three years like of what people think and that's kind of the thing with beauty standards and why compare yourself and why compete with other people to try to be the thinnest in the room and the best this and the best this like when it's like nothing you do will ever be good enough honestly because when you try to lose weight for the sake of other people, the number is never going to be good enough for you. The size is never going to be good enough for you. You're always going to want more. It's just how it is. And so why slave yourself and why go through the trouble of being the size extra, extra small or making it a point? You know, if you have the habit of doing that, that side note, if you have the habit of like shouting out your size, if you're one of those people, I challenge you to not. I challenge you to shut your mouth and zip it up and just not brag about your size because you never know who you could be triggering. I mean, like when the jersey gets handed out on the team or it's a uniform day, like there's always one person in the room, no matter like where I'm at in my life, no matter if I'm in a private ca like school or a public school setting, like no matter where I've been in my life, there's always one person in the room that makes it known to everyone else that they're the smallest. And that's just the fact of the matter. You have to tune out those words. If you're the one saying that, you have to cut it out because everyone is different. Everyone has different genetics and the competition with that, it's like, who are you competing against? Again, it goes back to that question. Who are you competing against? Someone who has a German descent versus your, you know, Hungarian descent? I mean, I don't know if that sounded ridiculous, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're all coming from different spots we're all from coming from different genetics epigenetics like i don't know it's it's like a pinnacle moment that i think of when i think of like middle school and that awareness was just brought to me and i was like oh god like people actually care about the calories and i'm supposed to be small and okay like i was like taking mental notes like okay size zero as little calories as possible has to be healthy yada 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 and I don't know where these come from. Honestly, it's a not to get all feminine in feminism here, but it's a misogynistic standard. I mean, it's the it's the fact that women need to, to to control how they look, to control how they eat, to please the men, to look better, to have the societal. I don't. It's it, I, I could go deep into it, but we're not going to do that. We're going to keep it lighthearted here and just have the, the competition aspect of it. But really, it's not your fault that you think this way. It's a societal standard that needs to be actually obliterated. Um, and it is way deeper than you think. It's way deeper when, than we think. Seriously, the beauty standards and the advertising and the sexualization of women and just how we feel about ourselves and the beauty industry prying on our insecurities. I mean, the way that you get rid of all that, the way that you take away all of that power is to stop competing with the other people around you. 
it's to stop competing with yourself in the bad mindset of like I need to be better I need to be thinner I need to you know better myself in this way but more so just being sure of who you are stepping into your own being okay with how you look knowing that it's always about progress and not perfection and just looking at it in a different way I got on a very very wide tangent there and if you're if you're a guy listening to this first of all you can always learn something new okay don't turn this off just yet you know we we can all learn something about each other we can all learn something about women and other women and men and other men and i just think that competition seeps into our lives in so many different ways and it's all about how we look at it it's all about how we choose to perceive the competition is it driving you up a wall is it driving you insane is it are you using competition to your detriment are you using it to you know have a little healthy competition with yourself maybe you do want to eat a little bit healthier and you know what you see other people do it on instagram and it ignites an inspiration within you to to be like you know what i'm gonna add something to my dinners i'm gonna add a veggie you know instead of like taking away something instead of running yourself into the ground i always think it's like if you're finding yourself competitive in that health world in that how you look world add a healthy habit to your life rather than taking away everything rather than dieting rather than cutting out carbs rather than cutting out this it's like what can you add to your life to make it better. Use competition as an inspiration to add a new element that's going to boost your life. Use competition, use the fitness model on Instagram as like, oh, I'm going to add that workout into my routine, into my already established, you know, morning walk or whatever, run, practice. Maybe you add a little ab exercise after. But you're not like running yourself into the ground. You know, maybe you see someone eat like a whole bowl of veggies and you're like, okay, I want to eat really healthy like that. Instead of cutting out the dinner that you would you love, instead of cutting out the pizza that you love, maybe just adding a side salad one day at a time or adding a meatless Monday into your weekly routine or doing something in that way where the competition is used for good. It's used for improvement. It's not used to tear yourself down and do catapulting yourself on, on the slippery slope path, you know, down a dangerous road. Competition is going to be everywhere. It's inevitable. It's part of our world. It's part of our country. If you're in, the, in America, I mean, it's what our system thrives off of. It's in everything. It's in sports. It's, what's make, it's what makes us great athletes. It's what makes us great engineers and entrepreneurs and professionals in any aspect and it can be used for good it can be used for amazing things it can be used for great inventions it can be used for prs and gold medals and whatever it may be that is really important in your life and it's great it's great i love competition i'm a competitive person but whenever i look at where i've been the unhappiest versus when i've been the happiest it's like how I'm viewing competition, how I'm viewing it, who I'm viewing it like against. Am I doing it in a detriment? Am I looking at it as a, 
I need to self-loathe and cut this and diet so I can look like this and so I can impress him and I can think of, I can make all the other girls in the room think I'm the smallest or whatever. Or has it been like, I want to improve today. I want to be better. I want to show my boss that I'm, I'm stepping up, that I'm paying attention, that I want to show my coach that I've been putting in the work, uh, that I want to show the world that I'm working on my podcast, that I'm stepping it up, that I'm using what I'm hearing and I'm, I'm adding a new element to my own instead of like talking shit about someone else or talking, you know, knocking down another employee or knocking down another teammate, trying to get into their head to throw them off. Competition is a tricky subject. You can use it to your detriment. You, you can use it to your benefit. It's all up to you at the end of the day. But I encourage you to take a step back and look at who you're competing with and why you're competing and really coming back to what is your why for the way that you do things. So we did get a little into it there. Competitiveness uh, is a very deep and complex subject, I think. <laughs> Um, and speaking of, I mean, we're heading into a new indoor season, obviously a compete for track and it's exciting to know that a new competition season is ahead of me. And right now, a lot of the training is on my own. It's winter break. Maybe you're on winter break and you're training for your sport that's coming up and it's easy to have that really calm mindset like, oh, I'm competing with myself. And I'm competing against the time that my coach wants on this given day. When you're training alone, it's really easy to, to kind of have a healthy mindset with it, I think. And then when everyone returns together, it's really hard to, to finally have other elements and other external variables thrown at you. And it's great practice and it makes you a better athlete, but it can get hard. I've always found the first week of practice to be a little bit hard because you're thrown off again. You know, someone's breathing down your neck right next to you or someone's ahead of you and you have to catch up. It brings a whole element into the sport that it wouldn't be the same without it. And so it's hard to compete against those other people. It's hard to, to be brought back and, and everything like that. But I think going into the new year, just with the mindset like I can do this and I can use it to my benefit is just going to be the best thing for us. I mean, it's something I have to remind myself of every day. I'm, I'm not sitting here on my high horse thinking that I, I have it all figured out. Trust me, I don't all the time. Trust me, I, I self-reflect a lot. It may seem like I'm deep into my thoughts a lot, which I am, but... I still have to constantly work on it. It's something that you practice. It's not something you just ultimately achieve, knowing healthy competition, you know? So I encourage you to just do what you can, better yourself every day, and kind of think about it in a new way. With that being said, is Christmas week, or whenever you're listening to this, I mean, honestly, I hope you have a great week, but I do wish you a very Merry Christmas if you celebrate that, or a Happy Holidays. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of it. Be sure to leave me a DM or a comment on any one of my photos or videos at Holistically Sam. You can stream this on any platform as I'm sure you know, but give it a follow on Spotify or give it a five-star rating on the Apple podcast. Leave it a review. I will read it. Anything that you could do to help share and spread the podcast and show some love would be well appreciated. That would be my Christmas, my ultimate Christmas wish that you share it with a friend, a loved one, a teammate, a friend, a family member, whatever it may be, and just kind of share the love. So thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great week. Hope you have a great holiday. Like I said before, let me know anything else you want to hear. 
Keep up to date on holisticallysam.com. I'm posting female athlete testimonials every Thursday. Food Friday will be out bi-weekly, and I'll be sure to catch up with you again next week. So thank you for listening. Have a great day. I love you. Bye.